I do think they sang less during the real events. I don't know that. They were very drunk. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, I think... We don't sing. (laughs) Literally, if you weren't there to see it, some part of the thing is fictionalized anyway, so... Is this a fake news argument? It's if a bear falls in the woods... Did he sign the declaration? Did the Pope shit? Make believe money. Make believe money. Three fine folks discuss fictional finance. Make believe money. Welcome to Make Believe Money. Get ready, Megan. You're gonna be mad. The podcast where we talk about, I guess, maybe most of the time fictional worlds, sometimes debatably fictional worlds, and the finances that are in those worlds and the ramifications they have on the worlds that are fictional. Wasn't bad for somebody was... who, who caveated early that you were like, get ready, Meg, you're gonna be mad. She's gonna be mad because it's not the same as the last time. That's true. Oh, that's, it's never gonna be the same. <laughs> I told you, just cut the clip and let's just keep <laughs> dropping it in and it'll be like 80 years from now. Liz will talk like this and you'll still just get random what like young Liz. Like? Yeah, exactly. Um, Dan, what are we talking about? We're going to talk about Hamilton, which is where my my ethical debate comes in because I pitched this as the finances of fictional worlds and Hamilton was a real person in the real world who did real things. <laughs> <laughs> but like the you play said, is a lot not, less singing. Yes, the play is not perfectly correct, so I don't know. I'm I'm torn. Liberties have been taken. Yes, that's the so, whole point of the story. Liberties taken the Hamilton story. It's just called Hamilton. Right? No, I think they should change it. <laughs> um wait, we how, didn't So first of all, how dare you try to correct the Manuel Miranda? I <laughs> won't right. stand for that here. Right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'll prostrate myself on the altar of Hamilton <laughs> there later. You go. And, uh, I was going to say flog myself with that, and then I couldn't think of a thing that was appropriately Hamilton-related to do that with. A uh, ponytail? They all wear ponytails. Um, yeah, and I guess we I can say what we're specifically going to talk about. So we're going to talk a lot about the bribe that Hamilton gives to uh, James Madison and... James. No, not James Madison. James Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, Whoa. thank you. That Wrong a, James. Whoa, what a saucy Boy, scandal. Now I, yeah, <laughs> now I need to knock down my rating just for getting the name wrong on the first go. <laughs> um, yeah, and like how much that would be worth in today's dollars. And it. Oh. this is one of those, so first of all, buckle up, kids, because the next three are all very math-heavy. Um, and this was one that was very fascinating to me and may not be to anybody else, but it was to me. Judging by the amount of people who are really into Hamilton, I have a feeling that like any minutia of the show you wanted to talk about, people are going to be into. Oh, bad news. It has nothing to do with Hamilton and more to do with Shh, economics. Damn, you're ruining I your mean, brand. by the end, uh, we'll have tied it back, so just keep listening. Yeah, uh, Aaron Burr. <laughs> <laughs> Damon, you start. With rating? Mm-hmm. Uh... I need to consider it a little bit because I I've listened to the album at great length and I've seen the sh- the live show here in Chicago once. Uh, know like, a fair amount about American history elsewise. So this is it. This is a weird one to put a number on. Hence you know? why I don't go first. <laughs> um, let's see, like. As pertaining to what we're going to talk about today, I'm going to say like a six. 
Like, okay, that's fair. That's I know that solid. this is a thing that happened in Alexander Hamilton's life, and then somebody sang about it. Oh. So, two hundred something years later, there was a song. Musical. All right, yeah, just two songs. Just two songs. <laughs> two very long songs. The first one and then the second one after an intermission. Yep, and like three spoken lines. Yeah. Which is like the only thing from preventing it from being an opera, technically. Because mm-hmm. like Joseph and the Technical Dream Dreamcoat, I think is technically an opera. Do you call it an, what makes, what's the difference between an opera and an operetta? Because I think that like Rent is an operetta. I knew you were going to ask me that, <laughs> and I do not know the answer to the question. <laughs> so get at us with opera facts. <laughs> opera, hashtag operetta facts. Operetta facts. At makebelievemoneypodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, because I actually would love to know the answer to that question, Same. but I do not know the answer to that question. Probably pretty easy. You had a musical tech degree. You tell no, me. No, I don't have a musical tech degree. I have a theater bachelor's degree. <laughs> theater arts. Either way, tell with me. With a minor in puppetry. With a minor in puppetry. Is that true? Yeah. Well, no, not a minor. I just did take a puppetry class. <laughs> That's still cool, though. Thanks. <laughs> Any live show we do, I want puppets. Absolutely. I make puppets all the time. You can't stop me. There's a bunch I of puppets right there. I don't want to stop you. <laughs> all right, Liz, you want to do your rating? Sure. Um. Uh. Yeah, I think this one is, an, is a little bit of a tricky one. Um. I am a big fan of this musical. I've listened to it frontwards and backwards a whole bunch of times. I've got opinions about characters and songs and uh, downloaded Leslie Odom's Jun- Leslie Odom Jr.'s Christmas album strictly on the strength of his Hamilton performance, and it does not disappoint. Um, but as for like the larger myth of Alexander Hamilton, I mean, I knew I knew who he was before the musical came out, which is good, and I got a five on my AP history exam in college. In well, he, is on a, he is on a bill. He is, but you would be surprised how few people know that. I don't think that my boss listens to this podcast, so I feel comfortable saying she had no idea. Oh, that makes me feel a little sad. Doesn't it? Um, I think she knows now. Can I blame millennials for this? Is this no, she's not a millennial. Um, but I think uh, you can blame ATMs. Why is it so hard to get an ATM that gives you something other than 20s? Oh, man. What if I want $30 to go out on? Sometimes the PNC ATMs are usually pretty good about that, and I went to one that wasn't, and it kept being like, your transaction's been denied. And I was like, is there something wrong with my card? And I stormed into the building, and I said, what's wrong with my card? And they were like, you keep asking for not multiples of 20. I'm like, why is it letting me? <laughs> so That is a good point. Why would it let you type in anything and not just say it has to be a multiple of 20? Yeah, it didn't say anything about that, so that's on them. Um, But I think of my rating... Uh, we'll probably sit around a six also. Like, I know it pretty well. I'm a big fan of this. I, I don't know a lot of... I don't know In the Heights. I know mm. Moana. So, of other Lin-Manuel Miranda things, I know some. Uh, but this is, uh... This is it. This is a six. That's fair. I feel better having your ratings, but I still don't feel good. Oh, you're gonna be like a nine and a half. No, <laughs> no, but I am gonna go a little higher than a six. I'm okay. gonna go like seven and a half. Oh. I mean, I know every word of the soundtrack, like backwards for it. I listened to it. There was a, a probably a three month period in my life where other music ceased to exist. <laughs> um, I've seen the show. I know in the heights. Um, I read like half of the book it's based on. Oh yeah, that, was it good? Uh, yeah, the half I read was very good. I then started studying for 
professional certification, so it kind of went by the wayside until March, and then it'll come back. So, um, yeah, I, I will finish it, but I've read half of it. Did you give up and just kind of skip around to your favorite parts of Act 2? Like, I wonder when he gets shot. Uh, no, I, I read the first, like, half full out, and yeah. It was interesting, and it was it was especially for historical fiction. It was pretty engaging, but I'll get back to it. So, did, like, you, did you skip fiction? over? Well, I guess that is a actual history. Oh, um, okay. I wonder. I have not read it at all. Did you purposely skip over the Philip chapters? Yeah, because I skip over the Philip chapters. <laughs> I did not skip over the Philip <laughs> chapters. No, that was um, boring as hell. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna go like seven and a half. I feel like I've done a lot of the things, but you know. There's there's more. There's definitely more. There's always more. I'm not as into like the Hamilton mixtape. I've heard it all, but like I'm not super into it. And like I've listened to a couple of. There's like he's released some songs that were in the works, and I listened oh, yeah. to a couple of those. But like I'm not way into them mainly because I listened to a couple of them. And I was like, hmm, glad he workshopped these. <laughs> Wait, did you hear the Ben Franklin one? Uh huh. That I think you have to be kind of into the Decembers to do yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> like, Is it like the morning report of no, 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 no? That's any song Philip sings. Um, oh. <laughs> Man, <laughs> Philip haters. Yeah, apparently Political. I did not realize. <laughs> um, no, I think I think it's good. It's quirky and would have probably filled the same sort of spot as like the King George songs, or it's just like sassy and doesn't really pertain to much else. But like. That's fair. It's the King fun. George songs do set up some of like the political climate and whatever. Oh but. sure, and that's like same. It's like yeah. I am Ben Franklin. I was also here. <laughs> <laughs> I did some things. Yeah, and he's he's it's funny, and I think if anybody were to play him, it could be Colin Malloy, but like he's a very polarizing voice. He is Franklin is like the one figure that it is a little interesting that he was edited out so completely. Yeah. Like, I don't know, historically, like, how much they actually, like, were in each other's fears, but... I feel like well, when it comes to founding fathers, it's like, the people people go to are Washington, Franklin, and then you have some, you know, Jefferson. mixture of... Yeah. Yeah, but, like, that's where it starts being, like, maybe it's Jefferson, maybe it's Hamilton, maybe, like, there's a mixture of, like, other people who were very, very involved, um... But I feel like everybody starts with, like, George Washington and Ben Franklin are the ones we learned in elementary school. Right. Right. <laughs> they got together and they decided they were going to make America. And then, <laughs> and they, then they did. did. And then the rest <laughs> happened. The end, end of story. Everybody let them have states. Um, I guess for anybody who lives under a rock, oh, yeah, you want to should... very quickly go through Hamilton. Yeah, our international listeners or... Uh... Even then, though, like, if you're... Musical theater, you oh, know sure. the song, like the the story, but yeah, there may be international listeners like who don't know anything about American history. Right. Um, that was very optimistic of us. I'm proud of us. What? There may be listeners. Period. There's listeners. <laughs> Our family's listening. <laughs> My family. <laughs> um. See you on Friday. <laughs> uh, I can sum it up a bit. I'm, I'm in a, I feel like January, this is January, hello everyone, this put us all in a weird headspace, so like, forgive well, me if this is a weird rambly. The State of the Union is tonight, and it feels very appropriate. Oh, shit, that's right. I'm avoiding that on purpose. Don't worry about it. Yeah. We'll read off the teleprompter, everyone will say, oh, he finally looked presidential, and then like three days from now, he'll make some racist he'll tweet, tweet, and we'll all go back thing. to the normal stuff. It'll be a nuclear bomb threat, and it'll be great. Oh my god. <laughs> um, so, the story of Hamilton to talk about more optimistic American times, uh, is about, oh man, guys, I really wish that I could just been like, here, 
Everybody pause. We're going to put the Hamilton soundtrack in here. Three hours later, we'll pop back in and finish our discussion. I was just going to start doing the Alexander Hamilton song and be like, how does a bastard orphan son of a whore? We can't. No, I don't think legally we're not. I was just going to talk it like Rex Harrison style. Still feel like we're not allowed to pay for that. Fair. Anyway, so is this? he's an orphan kid who had a real tough time. Where did he come from? The Caribbean. The Caribbean. Duh. Um, and he came to the United States and worked his little took us off just climbing ladders and writing papers and no, everybody was like, why isn't this guy just stop? He should totally take a break. Uh, and there was a war in there. Yeah, there's a war in there. Um, so it was like during the founding of America, right? And, uh, he, he gets together with George Washington and George Washington's like, dude, you want to like write stuff for me? He's like, nah, son, I want to go out there and shoot people. And George Washington's like, yeah, but you, you got a baby on the way. And also you are better at writing than I am. So why don't you take care of that? And they did. And the war got won, uh, when they eventually let him fight. And then he became the secretary of treasury and Established a treasury, and also he had a wife, and her name was Eliza, and he cheated the fuck on her all the time. And then she found out about it and was very upset, understandably well, so. America found out about America it. America yeah. found out about it. And Did you know the Reynolds pa- pamphlet? So, again, the thing we're talking about tonight is he cheats <laughs> on his wife, and then the, uh, the husband either finds out or was always in on it with the wife. It's mm-hmm. kind of unclear. Um... And he bribes the husband slash maybe husband-wife to not tell the public. Oh, and the husband's like, you can keep sleeping with her if you want, if you pay me for it. Pretty much. And then eventually, like, he gets accused of embezzlement. Hamilton gets accused of embezzlement because of these random cash payments. Uh, Not that I guess there was any other type at the time, but you get the idea. (laughs) Um, But anyway, he pays him off. And then later, he comes out about this affair because it was like that or... Yeah, he's trying His to get career ahead would of get ruined for, Yeah, for basically, yeah, exactly. He was like, I never did anything with federal money. This money is my, my own, own money. I basically that I've been using paid to be to a sleep. horrible person. Yeah, with somebody else's wife. But anyway, um, did you know that Reynolds pamphlet, which is what he like comes out to the public of, hey, I had this affair. And... But of course, you know Alexander Hamilton, this like very verbose like. Overwriting guy. Two hundred pages. That's what I found that's in my research. Officially not. A that's pamphlet. not a pamphlet. That's yeah, a I, I, I had that exact thought where I was like, I'm not sure that's pamphlet size, my friend. Who printed that? Also, well, don't they call they call common sense a pamphlet too? And it's like 170 pages. Like if you don't have TV. Yeah. <laughs> You're like I'm down to read well, like, a whole Dickens book in one setting. Well, you gotta wonder. I wonder how much detail like, went into. I wonder if it was like the Fifty Shades of Grey at the time, where they all like, I would never read something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they like cover it with a cover of a, like Common Sense on the chest. <laughs> yeah, of the exactly. <laughs> also, so what's the almanac say? Um. Ooh, this poor Richard definitely Jarvis. doesn't show ankles. That's for sure. Oh my. I do declare. Did he to like describe in like how I do you mean, fill two hundred pages? I don't know. I haven't I, read the Reynolds pamphlet. I hear that it is sometimes scintillating. Oh, I'm sorry. It was a hundred pages. Still. That's still a lie. I I, I lied. That double sided. The song. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the song does a great job of summing it Sorry. up in like three and a half minutes. <laughs> yeah, tops. That's all you need. They throw paper at him. It's great. So, 
But today we're talking, I mean, like, in the end, Hamilton, you may know him best from being murdered by Aaron Burr in a duel and then being on our $10 bill, which is great. I mean, the big thing he did is he built the treasury system. Yeah. Like the American financial system is 100% him and, like, has major, 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 major repercussions to this day. I mean, one of the big things he did that they actually showed does a pretty good job of um, showing, basically, is that we have a federal system. Mm -hmm. It's not like states have their own, you know, New York has good debt. And, and we do have municipal debt, but, like, the fact that it's all overseen and backed by the faith of our one system, that our government can, our, the major government can even, like, write debt is totally based on his system so it's pretty cool yeah which is hmm. why i always think it's so it's very fitting that he is on a dollar bill he probably should be on a better dollar bill uh and maybe that's been pretty good that tune's all right but you don't get it in atms but <laughs> you do get in atms or jackson 20s and he shouldn't be on any money at all he didn't believe in it well isn't that the one they're changing there yeah. well who knows anymore oh well, yeah yeah but it political. was political. <laughs> but it was supposed to be a Harriet Harry Tubman. Tubman. Yeah. Yeah. Which would be cool. That'd be cool. I don't yeah, know. We'd be into that. Why don't we just do that? We'll put her on a Bitcoin. One Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a hefty amount of money, maybe or not anymore. You want to check this minute, see how much Bitcoin's worth? No, I don't, because I'm tired of talking about Bitcoin. People ask seconds. me all the work. It, oh, really? Oh, ask me all the time at work. Yeah. I mean, anytime anything goes from a thousand dollars to seventeen thousand, everyone's like, "Should I buy it?" No, you I don't missed want it. To, I don't want to get into this. In 2012. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have a time machine. You should go back. Yeah, just like you should Bitcoin. buy Apple stock in 1974. Right. <laughs> Good luck with that. Um, so we're talking about the Reynolds pamphlet today, or no? So what the... we're going to talk about is before the Reynolds pamphlet. The reason, like the Reynolds pamphlet got written, right. is because Hamilton bribed or play, paid blackmail. I guess not really bribed, but paid blackmail to James <laughs> Reynolds. To not publish this illicit affair, to not say like, "Hey, Hamilton had an affair with my wife," um, and so what I thought would be interesting because you know we've talked I think in the past about inflation and prices go up and every other thing is how much in today's money did he pay James Reynolds? Yeah, let's start with how much he paid then because I don't know that amount of money. Yeah, <laughs> um, so it's about a it was about thirteen hundred dollars. Over the whole affair. The whole, whole affair. Okay. I think it was like a thousand up front, roughly, and then like some ancillary payments to continue to sleep with her because apparently Boy did not learn the first time that he done did a bad thing. <sighs> a dummy. But a dummy. and I don't know if each one of those extra payments was for more sex or if it was just like you know, Reynolds more was just silence. like, Hey, yeah, yeah I'm I, I need more money if you oh. want me to keep quiet. But it was about thirteen hundred dollars. So that's the that's the figure I used. You know. In for a penny, in for $1,300. <laughs> this makes me think of uh, all of this, like, maybe would have been a good time to put Benjamin Franklin in because his whole thing was have affairs with older women because, one, they're just happy to get out there, and then, two, it's all the same in the dark, and three, they're way less likely to cause you trouble down the line because they're just having a fun time, too. Makes me think of the Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, what a, oh, with the, um, the guy, he's like, yeah, he's yeah. always like hitting on uh, the much older broads, but I get it. I hope one day to be that kind of woman. <laughs> what? Hit me up for my cash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what is $1,300 in 1780 something? Yeah. Did it like make him like, 
Was it immediately suspicious because the Reynolds family became instant fancy people? So that's what we're going to talk about. Okay. Um, so, the first things, the affair was in like 1771 to 2 in that range. Oh, oh really? That's earlier than I thought. Yeah, Again, they take some liberties on yeah. when like all this stuff happens. And the Reynolds pamphlet was in 1779. Wow, okay. okay. Because um, the Reynolds pamphlet puts it somewhere in like the, or the Reynolds pamphlet, the musical sort of puts it somewhere in the 1780s. Yeah, I think so. That's what I always infer. Because it's like after the war and... They're grown ups now. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's hair is different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the characters are playing their other characters that they play in the second half. Oh, yeah. Fucking... What's his name? Lafayette? No. I love him. Uh, the son. I lost oh, his Philip. name. Yeah. Philip. I was going to call him Peter. And I'm like, don't get mad at the character named Peter that doesn't exist. Yes. that's Don't be mad at imaginary Peter. He, does, he has nothing going <laughs> He's on. He's doing great. Um, yeah, so according to Wikipedia, and I think when I read the book, but it's been a while since I was reading the book, it was like 71 to 72. Okay. Okay. So, to today, it's been 246 years. The, to the day? Mary Cheatness. Mary Cheatness, indeed. Uh, I don't know to the day. <laughs> and a Mary Cheatness to us I used 246 years because I felt that that was a fair uh, rounding. I think so. So, right, we talked about inflation, things mm -hmm. go up, and like everything over time... The numbers get higher. Well, yeah. it compounds, yeah. right? We've talked about compounding with retirements and other things and whatever. This makes me feel like those numbers might be real high. So here's the thing about compounding. The biggest component is not how much it actually compounds, and that matters, right? 10% is going to get bigger than 7 and bigger than 5 and bigger than 3, but the big piece of it is time. Oh boy. Oh boy. So if you give it 246 years, so, but I did it first, got all wowed, and then learned I'm totally wrong. Oh. So you're going to follow okay. this journey with me. Yeah, tell us your whole experience. <clears throat> yes. So yeah, welcome to me doing this research. So the kind of long run, quote unquote, average rate of inflation that they use in the financial industry is about three to 4%. So I used 3%. Seems conservative. And, well, I did it through four as well, so I'll have both numbers. Okay. Okay. What do you think it would be if it's 3%? Just because I'm interested to see. So, that is math I don't know how to do. Yeah. <laughs> I'll own up to that. Okay. Well, I don't know how to do it without a calculator, but I can tell you the theory behind it. Yeah. Tell me how to do it. All right. So, this is if you compound without adding any money over time. If you add any money, it gets complex. You just, this is just letting, you take letting one your money amount adding a lump sum yeah. just grow. Yep. Okay. You take one plus your interest rate. So like one is because, hey, it's going to grow 100%. It's not going to lose money, right? Sure. So one times, you know, the thing, same thing. Then you add the interest rate. So in this case, 1.03, 103% or 3% more than just staying stable. Sure. You take it to the number, you raise it to the power of the number of years. So in this case, it's 100, it's 1.03, 103% to the 246th. Because it's 1.03 times 1.03 times 1.03 times 1.03, etc. For sure, 246 times. Times whatever you started with. That's how the math works. Which, you know, you say that and it sounds so simple, but that's a fair amount of, of raising to the power. Oh, of. yeah. There's no way you can do it in your head unless you're some sort of crazy genius. Uh, but Wouldn't this be a great time for me to figure that out? Like, yeah. all I needed was you to unlock that. You knowledge. were Rain Man, but you just didn't know the theory. <laughs> no. And now that you do, it's suddenly like, ah, 47 toothpicks. <laughs> that potential is up there the whole time. Matches? 
It's toothpicks, cocktail sticks. Yeah, whatever. So, yeah, 3%, 246 years. Uh, seems like a lot. Seems like a lot. I'll do that. It's more than I'm gonna 20. say a high number. <laughs> I don't want to get too ridiculous. Okay. It's so, not crazy ridiculous. I'll give you that. So we started at 1300, you said? Yeah. Okay. Mm, I'm going to say... Mm, I feel like I'm going to shoot too low. I'm going to say like $250,000-ish. Okay. Mm, I was going to go more conservative than that. I was going to say like 75, 75000 Okay. Okay. I may have undersold how not ridiculous it is. <laughs> it's like not $10 million. It is not. It is $1.87 million. Oh, it's still oh a million. Gosh. Yeah. Really? No, I mean for an individual at 3%, I mean 246 That's a lot. Years. That's years. Okay. Like, and so here's... I was just starting off by how small the sum we were starting with. Yes. Yeah, but again... Like, that's why, for that amount, for that time, that's crazy. But we're going to get into that. Awesome. Because remember, I was also horribly wrong. That's what we're going to get to. Oh, okay. okay. So I was going to say, if Reynolds had just let that money ride, his great, 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 great grandkids would be set right now. For a little bit. <laughs> $1.8 million. For a little bit. Think about a minute. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, sure. Um, but, again, so compounding, the more time, the more important and the more small differences in rates matter, right? If you have one year and you get three or 3.1, not a big deal. Mm -hmm. If you get 200 years, three and 3.1 makes a huge difference. Yes. Uh-oh. So 4%. Like $20 million. It's uh, almost exactly. <laughs> Wait, really? $20,143,958.58. Dang! So yeah, 4% becomes like... $20 million. So somewhere in the two-ish to $20 million range. So Hamilton paid some bribes, is what I thought. Okay. But then you were wrong? I was horribly wrong. Oh. So I went... I mean, I'm sure Hamilton was well off, right? Like, yeah. he, prominent figure, yada yada. But that just seems like a lot of money. Yeah, I was trying to put the, like that number into context of like how rich you'd actually have to be, like... And we'll know if it's a lot of money because we will hopefully at some point find out how much Trump paid off that porn star for. Political. And find out if it's you've been doing that a lot. One point eight million. Well, I'm not talking about All right. the start of our country. Might as well talk about the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, not oh. Long oh, America. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I was like, that seems way high. So I want to do some looking into this, mm -hmm. and I have never gone into the inflation data that hard um, that's kept by, ooh, I don't remember if this one's the Bureau of Labor Statistics or if this one is, uh, this might be the FRED. The, the FRED? FRED? Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the St. Louis Federal Reserve. I don't know why it's called the FRED. The Fred. But it oh, keeps, it is literally called the FRED. It's called FRED. Oh. It keeps a ton <laughs> of financial data, actually. If you ever want to, most of your financial data that comes from Bureau of Labor Statistics, um, the FRED, Yes, it's called the Fred. from St. Louis, is what you said? Yeah, okay. it's the St. Louis uh, Fed. Oh. Where does the R come yeah. from? Reserve. Okay, hold on. Fred. Yeah, Google that. I'm Googling well, Reserve the comes Fed. after the Fed part. Federal Reserve Education. Federal Reserve, Reserve Bank of St. Louis. I don't what know. And I think it's just data. Federal Reserve something. To, I don't know what its acronym is for, but it has a ton of The government and acronyms, man. I stand by it. Acronyms are a terrible way of communicating information. <laughs> well, true. that's fine. That's why everybody gets thing. confused about the WWF. 
All right. So it looks like this came from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Okay. That, seems to be that makes things from. simpler. Okay. We don't have to talk about Fred. I mean, at some point in this podcast, we, we will because there's a ton of good. Guys, we have there. to talk about Fred. <laughs> guys, we have to discuss the Fred in the room. <laughs> so hey I, I went and looked back, and the so the inflation data that they have only goes back to 1913, which seems fair. Yeah, I mean for sure, but. Like, the long-run average since 1913 looks like it's, like, 3.22%. Okay. Which is fine, but again, when I assume these inflation numbers, even a tiny difference in rate makes a huge, 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 huge difference. So I was like, I can't just assume 3% forever, because that's probably going to be wrong, and I don't want to be wrong. Did you um, do a math mountain to... I did do a math mountain. Oh, Actually, man. there's a whole other slide on my spreadsheet. Show me. That is all... So, oh, man. <laughs> I went in and I found something that gave me inflation data from nineteen or from 1774. Whoa! And I was like, that's a lot closer. So I was like, where'd that? And it turns out it's an academic paper. So then I went into the academic paper and I found an adjuster from every year from 74 to now. But if you have an adjuster from every, then you can figure out the inflation rate, right? Because you just find out what's the difference between the adjuster in 70, 1774 and 1775. And by default, That's the, the difference is the inflation rate sure. for that day, right? Or that year. I'm just Guys, like, math this is fun. goes all the way to the top. Uh, this was really interesting and fun for me. So I'll put all this stuff in the show notes because I feel pretty good about this stuff. But Yeah, I've got to say, if you are not currently looking at our show notes, that table is mighty impressive. Well, then there's a chart. Don't even worry about the chart. Oh. So here's what I found out. We've talked a lot about inflation. So I was like, okay, it's going to inflate and it's going to be whatever. Turns out between 17... And so sorry, the furthest back I could get is 1774. I know... It got paid in 1772. Oh, sure, but... You're all going to have to give me those two years. And then it actually technically only went to 2016, so you have to give me a year or two on either side. Sorry, kids. That's a little bit. This sounds way more accurate than anything I would care to know. You still did that. (laughs) You say as I'm telling you it, so sorry, everybody, if you're as bored as it is. No, this is great. You still did, like, 230 years worth of math, so... Yeah, Yeah, you know. That's a fair amount of time. Um, So, I did that. And I just put it in, and it was way, 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 way lower. Okay. Way lower. And I went, huh, I wonder why it's so much lower. Was the inflation rate just, like, really low? No. We've talked about inflation. Now it's time to talk about its evil twin, deflation. Oh. Bum, bum, bum. What? Okay, go on. So inflation. Yeah. Prices go up. Generally a good thing. Uh-huh. Sure. Deflation. Prices go down. Sounds bad. It is generally a bad thing because it's really hard to get out of financially. Um, because if things are going down, then generally it's because people are spending less or there's less money out in the market. Um, so it's just really hard to get out of like a deflation because people aren't giving raises and they're not hiring people. So then people continue to spend less. So then prices continue to fall. Mm. So if you're ever interested, there's something called the lost decade. You could go read more about like Japan was in deflation for like 10, 15 years and it really screwed up their economy. Um, so deflation, bad. It sounds nice to have prices decline, but it's actually not a good thing. Yeah, and it sounds like everybody gets real scared and then continues to get worse to be because everybody's real scared. scared and then yeah. you get more scared. Yeah, I mean, that's literally kind of part of it, basically. If nobody invests, nobody does anything positive, and so then nobody's willing to spend something. So, like, 
yeah, it doesn't doesn't work well. Yeah. Um, so, turns out, and here's the chart, and I will I will put some numbers around it for those listening. Oh. Well, so psyche. if you notice, in 1950 on, there's like no deflation. Yeah. But before that, especially in the olden days, there's a ton of these green negative deflation lines. So for context, from um, 1774 to 1900, there's 40 years of inflation and 53 years of deflation. Oh. From 1990 to 2016, there's 91 years of inflation and 13 years of deflation. What is changing that's making us so much better at this? Yes, great question. So that's what I then had to know. I was yeah. like, okay, why the hell was there so much deflation in the old days? I'm not an expert, uh, and there's probably someone who got a PhD in this, Absolutely. right? Somewhere, <laughs> somehow. So if you really want to know, go find that. But I have two theories. Really, the only period of deflation since the 1900s was during the Great Depression and the 1920s. Mm -hmm. And that, I believe, is because the economy was terrible, right? So one of the reasons you get deflation is there's not enough money or consumer spending or credit, and so there just wasn't because those were terrible economic times. And from 1950 on, we had credit cards. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's terrible that people spend money when they don't have money, but, I mean, credit cards let you do that, right? If you are really in a bad way, you can continue to spend money even if you don't have it on a credit card. So it kind of smooths it out. So that's my 1900 forward. Okay. Backwards, I actually think it's probably the Industrial Revolution. Oh. If you think about when one shirt had to be hand-sewn and sheared from a sheep and every other damn thing by one person, that shirt is very expensive. Mm -hmm. If you find a factory that produces that really cheap you're gonna make that cost go down the prices go down okay when farming goes from some people with cows to giant mega tractors on five million acres price of food goes down when you talk about you know mining equipment getting better and every literally basically every technology we have has gotten exponentially better in a way that like it sounds like oh yeah technology has always gotten better but like pre-cotton gin for 300 years, your cotton farming was not that different. Yeah. Cotton gin, suddenly, it's hugely different. Right? So, like, we have really upped the tech in a major way that I think pushed down a lot of prices in that time. Yeah. I mean, you get fertilizer and, or more industrial fertilizer, phosphates, fertilizers, and your price, your yield shoots up on crops and your price goes way, way down. Man. I mean, glancing at your chart, like I think that makes sense because yeah, I mean, literally after eighteen ninety five, the only deflation is in the thirties and twenties. Well, even before that, though, like you see, there's kind of this arc where the periods of deflation become less severe, mm -hmm. um, and seemingly for somewhat shorter periods at a glance, at least. Yeah. Um, so, like, as the technology is getting better, like it's not necessarily that people are like spending less it's just that the money's going different further places yeah it's yeah. going further yeah yeah exactly so. so things just don't cost as much and so people don't get as big of raises and everything else because you like don't need as much right yeah. yeah um 
Which makes me wonder in, like, the long-term future for us what it's going to be like if, like, automation becomes as big of a well, thing as we all think it is. listen to our upcoming Logan's Run episode, because oh, we're going to talk about that oh, in a shoot. major, major way. Get ready, America! Um, so I think between credit cards in the 50s, like, even in the 2008 crisis not being as bad as the 30s, and basically just, like, honestly, the financial system getting better at regulating itself, and the fact that, like... Technology is still hugely changed, but I mean, not for basic goods. You know what I mean? Like computers have gotten way cheaper and this and that have gotten way cheaper. But like, mm-hmm. we haven't had as many breakthroughs on like, hey, cars went from handmade to we can turn out 10 million an hour, right? Like right. in a way that we just couldn't. So oh, I, I think th- thought your whole point was just going to be about, hey, that we just haven't made a big, <laughs> we, haven't made well, a- we made <laughs> any big strides in hay in a couple well, hundred years. Wonder, so, no, in a couple hundred hay, hay we have, but in the last hundred, no, not really. Yeah. <laughs> Um, correct. So, I did all that, and when you average out the many periods of deflation, and again, I'll give you the chart, and you can look at every year how much it went down, how much it went up, and the many periods of inflation, the long-run inflation rate becomes 1.41%. Oh, that's not very much at all. It is not. So, the other thing I wanted to talk about in this episode that I should have talked about earlier, I apologize, Liz, I made you try to do math that's harder... (laughs) Um, no, I have to learn. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's what I'm saying. You can actually learn this way. It's a much easier way. Have you ever heard of the rule of 72? <laughs> no, that no. sounds like a cult. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. All hail 72. <laughs> <laughs> we are sponsored this week by the cult of 72. <laughs> uh, but anyway, the rule of 72, what it actually is, is you can guesstimate pretty solidly how long it's going to take your money to double by dividing 72 by your interest rate. Oh, so what? What? Okay. So for example, if you take seventy-two divided by three, sure, you get twenty-four. Sure. It's it going to take your years. money twenty-four years to double. double. It actually takes twenty-three point four five, but like that's what I'm saying. It's sure. a rule of thumb. Four percent, eighteen years. So that's why those were hugely different, right? If you think about it, six years difference in doubling, two hundred and forty-six years. Big right. It it doubles like. I'm not going to do the math right here, but a bunch more times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when you only have a 1.41 inflation rate, your rule of 72 becomes 51 years. Oh, that's going to cut that down a lot. One and a half, 72 divided by one and a half, it takes about 50 years for it to double. So we're really looking at... Remember the power of inflation. So it's like seven grand? No, it's more than that. It's like thirty-eight grand. Oh. Specifically, it's <laughs> we're terrible. <laughs> Again, I no, I, I just no. I'm all I know what I did wrong. I, yeah. I put you guys in bad situations because I'm sitting here with a calculator and Excel and math already done, and I'm like, you guys should be able to guess this. You're doing. And if you turned it around on me, I'd be like, uh, four dollars, Bob. <laughs> um, so it's one dollar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Always bet one dollar. So it winds up from, again, 1774, sorry, I couldn't get to 1772, to 2016. The difference is it's the $1,300 that he paid in blackmail, bribe, call it what you will, turns out to be $38,235.29. Which is still a lot of money to pay someone. Oh, it's a lot of money. It's, I mean, yeah, it's a lot of money. To have that just to throw around and to almost not get caught... Throwing it around. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. He was very wealthy. Not many people have 40 grand sitting in a bank account that they can be like, 
Oh, right, right, right. Check. And your yeah. wife doesn't notice no big. Although I bet she didn't have much of a look. Yeah, in that, that day and age, I'm I'm guessing that it wasn't very split very well. What a time to be alive! <laughs> <laughs> What's a bitcoin? <laughs> a bitcoin. Now, if you could buy it at that time, it would have been worth a lot. No, anyway. Um, <laughs> The moral of the story is go back to 1774 and buy and Bitcoin. mine Bitcoin. <laughs> One Bitcoin will get you. Um, no, but I mean, the point is, sorry, this is a tangent. Do you guys ever think about the fact that like, I'm so knowledgeable if I went back there, yeah. I would know so much more than anybody else, but I also could, like, I'm so stupid in that I couldn't replicate or build any of it. Yeah. I'd be you like, know, oh, the this, results is, a, this is a cell phone that can talk to people across and the world. Like, like, Excellent, make more. Yeah, how does it? How does that work? I don't know. Magic. Build more. I can't do that. It's magic. <laughs> yeah, like. It's going to die in 20 minutes anyway. <laughs> oh, Pluto's the nice planet. Prove it. I don't know how to make a telescope. It's out there somewhere. Just, just go look at it. It's not that hard, guys. Yeah, I also wonder, like, the threshold at which, like, you could go back in time and still communicate effectively with the mm. people around you. Also, I lied. Pluto's, I guess, not the ninth planet. It's a dwarf planet now. Breaks my heart. There's that whole book series. Thanks, Neil deGrasse Tyson. There's that whole book series, Outlander, which is about, like, a, a nurse who mm-hmm. goes back in time and basically becomes God because she knows to wash her hands. Like, I don't think she yeah. becomes God. I'm pretty sure she just doesn't die. I think she just porks some more to the castle a lot. Look, every woman's got a dream. I'm not going to stand in the way of hers because it's very nice to read. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, yeah, it turns out to be 38 grand. So he's got a lot of wealth to throw around. Fair amount of money. But it's not the million point eight that I did originally. It was like, well, damn. It's still, still, if you had told me that number, I would have still been like, well, damn. But having the million in our head does soften the blow a bit. I would still be very upset if I were to find out about that through a published novel in the news. You gotta wonder if he told her it was coming out first. I bet he didn't. I bet he didn't. <sighs> I think that if if the show has any actual insight into the kind of person that he was, I don't think he thought about it like that at all. He was just like, this makes the most sense factually. For my political career or whatever, career. yeah. I, I have to keep going. Damn the consequences. Uh, $40,000... I mean, that does sound... It's very impressive because I don't know many people who can just give away $40,000 and, like, roll with it. What's, like, our most recent, like, scandal of that measure? Like, what did Elliot Spitzer pay? Oh, I don't know, but, like, Weinstein paid off some women. Now, that was for sexual harassment, not, like, cheating on his wife. Well, I guess one is the other, but... Um, But, like, he paid a couple of million, I think, or something like that. Yeah, to keep people quiet. I actually think the black they they didn't have blackmailing nailed down the way we do now in that <laughs> A it wasn't enough money and B now it's legal. You just have to go through the courts to figure out your settlement. Oh. Did you really call that Sign an NDA? I was about to say I think an NDA yeah. is effectively in some cases it's not always used that way. Yeah. And I don't wanna like totally like say there's no uses for them, but I like in the Weinstein case, they're effectively blackmail. I mean, like, in the Yale cases, have you heard all of that stuff? No. No. Like, a bunch of sexual assaults at Yale that, like, people want to call out the university because they're not doing a good job defending, like, their student body, but they have to sign an NDA and they're worried that, like, it's going to, like, have some sort of consequence. Basically, NDAs can be used as handcuffs in a way that, like, almost legalizes blackmail. Like, you got a settlement, it's over, you're not allowed to talk about it ever again. That's part of the condition of 
not talking about it. Sure sounds like it, huh? Now, it's the other way where, like, technically the, the wronged gets the settlement, so it's not like you're paying someone to keep quiet. It's more like you're paying the person who got wronged to keep quiet as opposed to, like, the person who did wrong paying somebody to keep quiet. But if you think about it, it is, it is like, the person... It's just, like, it places the sympathy elsewhere. Like, if you were blackmailed and you had done something wrong and someone was holding it over your head, you'd be like, well, that sucks for you. But right. in this case, it just makes you feel like that sucks for the person who can't get more justice. Yeah. Yeah, you should... I feel like... And this is the way our system is, but I feel like you shouldn't have to choose between getting a settlement... And exposing a truthful thing that would better the lives of other people. And would hurt the person who hurt... Who did a wrong. Yeah, who yeah. did a wrong. But right now, the way the system is, you can choose to get damages that yeah. make it up to you or expose that person's wrong, and you can't always do both. Woof. And, like, I don't begrudge anyone whichever choice they make. It's just it's a tough choice to have to make, which kind of sucks. Yeah, for real. Man... Uh, I am very excited about the fact that this episode seems to be a part one with our next episode, which is about an entirely different Boy, howdy. Thing. Completely. Um, so, this has been Make Believe Money. Stick around for part two of this scintillating... <laughs> In just seven days. <laughs> In just seven days, where we finish up our talk of inflation and deflation and, uh... Machines, machines and productivity. And productivity with... Uh, a very unlikely sequel, <laughs> Logan's Run. <laughs> um, uh, thank you to yes. our composer, Charles Good Miller, call. for writing our theme song and our music. Um, thank you for our listeners. Please rate us and review us on your podcatcher of choice, but especially Apple Podcasts, because that is where people find us. Tell three people that you don't know very well about us. <laughs> I meant three people who don't know us very well. Yeah, I was about to say. Also, you know what? Pay it forward. If you just want to yell at somebody at the bus, I'm okay with it. Go, go hand out pamphlets. You have all been activated. <laughs> this is your mentoring candidate moment. Um, otherwise, I've been Liz. I've been Damon. I've been Dan. Thanks, and we'll see you next time. You can retire 246 years from now. <laughs> also buy one Bitcoin 12 years ago. <laughs> Thank you.